0: Welcome to episode 45 of the CZ show. We're back at it again. It's Martin Luther King Day. Um, Today's a great day, you know what I'm saying, in the NBA world. And more more so importantly, just a great day for the United States. You know, everything that we've been through within this past, um, you know, 50, 50, 60 plus years, civil rights movement, things are going well. And, you know what I'm saying? It's just a great day, you know what I'm saying? So uh, shout out to everybody um, in the past that has fought for um, the future of equality and opportunity. I love that. Um, but this is episode 45 of the season Show. Just to recap, you guys, on episode 44, my boy Trey came, um, and, you know, we debated some of the hottest topics, the Lakers-Warriors matchup, LeBron James' injury, the concern for the Lakers moving forward, you know, should they um, panic right now, um, John Wall season an injury, I can't believe he did get injured, it's crazy, Harden's hot streak, which is still continuing, he's... Uh, on his future beast mode right now, uh, PG's high streak, LeBron actually declaring himself the GOAT, um, you know the Luka Doncic fever, um, NBA All Star voting, and just much much more. Um, but without further ado, I got Trey back on again. I feel like he 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 might you know just come on and make cameos, you know, every other episode. Well, now nah, I really like our chemistry with with um, with him being on the show. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Trey.
1: Chop a style, chop, chop, chop a style, chop a style, you won't chop, chop, they won't chop, chop. You wanna... Hey yo, shout out to the New Orleans Saints, man, you already know what's going on. Hey, they robbed y'all, man, I don't, I don't know what business paid for that, but they robbed the Saints. They robbed them, see, well, There was a clear, I could have called it, okay? My baby cousin could have called it, all right? That was a passing appearance. They need to change the rules, they need to change everything, okay? Get a get a whole new NFL, CFL no not not CFL but yeah. Uh, shout out to everybody. Yo. Um, I'm back. I'm turned down a little bit for a second. Um, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, MLK. Uh, big big time, big time. Just uh, to this day, man, everybody's still fighting. A lot of people are, and uh, you just gotta give. Give thanks to people that fought before us uh, and take up the mantle now just for equality because, you know, if one person is oppressed, you know, everybody's still oppressed in some way, somehow. So we got to fight for all that and fight for equality, fight for each other, man. That's the bottom line. But I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Sir this show. You already know what's going on. I'm back. He's back. Let's get to it. Get to it,
0: but before we get into it, I just wanted to, uh, you know, relay to you guys my favorite quote uh, from Martin Luther King, one of my favorite quotes, and it says, "Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase." That means a lot to me. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, a lot of people, you know, could be down with anything that they're going through. They may not see it at that point in time, but got to keep the faith. Got to have a plan, and you just got to believe and just go out and do it. So, um, without further ado, you know, let's get into the topics. You ready? Day. Tell this day. let this get it. day. <laughs> um, so last Saturday, a couple days ago, um, the Lakers played against the Rockets, and Lonzo Ball um, suffered an ankle sprain. Um, so it was kind of a weird injury. He kind of was, you know, he got the ball at the top of the key, then he tried to drive to the basket, and he kind of... Uh, Planted his foot on one of the Rockets players Driving to the basket um, Went straight down I believe it was in the third quarter I think the Lakers were up up at least plus 10 points Um, And Lonzo, you know, had to to be helped to the locker room Um, So Lakers ended up losing the game Um, Rockets just went insane Harden was Harden And it was crazy because towards the end of the game, not even towards the end of the game, after the game was over, Lonzo Ball got x rays. um, And it was revealed that the results were negative, so nothing was broken, but he did suffer a sprain. So he's set to miss four to six weeks, which is crazy because right now LeBron James is out, Rondo's still out. and I think right now, since LeBron's been injured post-Christmas, the Lakers were 5-8. and eight. Um, And I really thought that these last couple of games, the Lakers were, you know, finding their way. Um, and Lonzo was playing excellent these last couple of games as well, too, being more aggressive on the offensive end, which I loved. Um, but since LeBron's injury, you know, Lonzo's been putting up 13 points per game, seven assists, six rebounds, shooting about 36 37% from three. Um, I liked how he was... Um, really asserting himself on the offensive end, um, and it kind of sucks to see how he started to get a rhythm, all to get injured again. So, um, my question for you is, Trey, uh, how do you feel about his injury moving forward? Or um, and and you know, with LeBron James still being out, Rondo being out, and Zoe being out now with no true point guard, I guess we're gonna see more point guard play from Brandon Ingram uh, with Lance Stevenson and them mixing it together. Um, how do you how do you how do you see how do you see the Lakers pan out? No, we don't even know when LeBron James is gonna come back, and are they
1: in playoff jeopardy? I think anytime I have to put my forward that's not LeBron James at the point guard position, that's real scary hours. Okay, I'm not talking scary Terry Boston uh, without Kyrie. I'm talking like you don't have any healthy point guards on your roster. That's going to be tough uh, for the Lakers for a developing young group that was, you know, doing well. You got the band together. You got the whole gang. You can, you know, can, uh, throw the young Cubs out there in the wild. You can tell them, hey, you guys got each other. Now come back in, in, a, in a few weeks and tell me what happened. Now the young Cubs are going down one by one. And it's like, all right, we're just going to put Brandon Ingram in a position where he's probably not totally comfortable. At. He's a pro basketball player, but everybody was still coming up. And we might see it. It might be a good thing for Brandon Ingram per se, but for the Lakers, ah, last time I checked, they were out of playoff contention. The West is getting tougher and tougher. We're almost to the All Star break, and you know what turns up then? You, you already see James Harden playing crazy. Uh, we're not sure when we're gonna get Chris Paul back. Um, we have the we have the the Blazers going at it, uh, and just and everybody else that's up there in the Western Conference. Thunder keep winning games. they they're, they're gaining momentum. Denver is still up there. Uh, and you know Thanos and Steve Kerr <laughs> and in the in the in the Legion Legion of Doom. I'm sorry, I'm mixing different, different, uh, different different superstars or su- superhero movies. But you know the Warriors are the Western Conference is not going to get any easier. They're not going to get any easier. The schedule's not going to get any easier. And you know you don't really know when LeBron's going to come back. And if, even if he does come back, Lonzo's going to be out. Rondo's going to be out. That's a lot of stuff for him to carry coming off an injury. So I think again, it's scary hours, man. Sign mellow. Sign mellow. That's what you should do. But no, uh, I'm I'm really hoping that somebody comes back soon and hopefully LeBron, they can steal a few games, but it's not looking too good for the Lakers. Yeah, man, it's, it's, de- it's definitely going to be
0: interesting. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because I thought LeBron James is going to be back by now. Um, you know, obviously he did have that strain, I mean, growing strain, but... When he tweeted, he was like, dodge the bullet. So I'm like, all right, a week or two. Now nah, he's been out for almost a month now, right? Since Christmas Day, what today is the twenty-first? He's been out for almost a month. And I think he's not gonna get reevaluated until later in this week. I was kinda excited to see Lakers Warriors again. I thought everyone's gonna be fully healthy and the fact that Boogie's back, I was gonna see, all right, what's gonna what adjustments gonna basically have to be made um, on both ends of the floor. So um, it's gonna be interesting, but um, is there playoff can, is, there, is there playoff hopes in contention I don't think so because they do have the best player coming back and Rondo I think he started to I think he just got cleared for for like 5 on 5 contact so he's going to be back too um, so whenever you have LeBron James who's right now the greatest player of our generation you're in good hands but like you said the west is crazy right now literally when you lose a game you could be on in the in the 6th seed and go all the way to the 10th seed so it really just depends but you know, LeBron James, hopefully he doesn't overexert his injury, but I, I I think he's going to be good, man. So uh, we definitely going to see what's good with that. So uh, speedy recovery to Lonzo Ball, you know, work on your jump shot and get healthy. LeBron, come back. The NBA misses you a lot. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I think this is going to be another opportunity for Ingram to prove himself yet again on why he deserves to keep his spot uh, with the Lakers um, you know, after this season's over, so I look to I look for him to to get busy, man. I'm I'm thinking what like 20 points per game, but six assists, six rebounds. That seems about right, right? Let's
1: hope. Let's let's all hope he comes back with 20 points per game. But shout out Lonzo, he was definitely playing better, turning the corner, and we're gonna see what happens when he comes back. For sure, for sure, for sure.
0: Moving on now. Celtics have been up and down, you know. Before the season started, uh, it would actually, fast forward. I mean, let's 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 take a let's take a step back. Uh, obviously, last year Kyrie goes down, has an infection in his knee, has to get surgery and get some screws removed. Then um, you have Gordon Hayward, who only plays like one, two minutes um, in the season opener against the Cavs last year when Brown, when Brown was still there. Uh, so you lose these two guys. The Celtics, you know, have a good young town around them. Jason Tatum, Brown, and Rozier, Scary Terry all emerged uh, with the veteran presence of Morris, veteran presence of um, Al Horford. They were able to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and was literally a few threes from, you know, going to the finals. So, you know, you have players feeling themselves, obviously. You know, they're like, all right, Kyrie, we emerged and we got here without you. So implementing Kyrie again, reinserting Gordon Hayward again, you guys are used to getting all the touches now from the playoff time. Now you have to, you have a reduced role. Um, and you have, you know, Rozier, who was a starter coming off the bench, now only playing, if he's lucky, 20, 25 minutes. So... Kyrie's an alpha now. Kyrie's trying to learn how to be a leader. Um, and there's been a little, there's been a little, you know, arguments going on. They haven't been playing the best ball. This, this team is expected to be in the finals, if not win the whole thing. Um, and they're still having some up, ups and downs. So, you know, right now they're currently staying, um, I believe, fifth in the East, 20 and 18 behind the 76ers and, and Indiana the Pacers. With Toronto and um, the Bucks on the one, the first and second spot, um, but they've been, you know, they haven't been playing up to par right now. And you know, after one of the games, I think the week, I think last week, Kyrie uh, was asked by the media about you know the current state and everything. Um, and I have a quote from Kyrie. He said, "The young guys don't know what it takes to be a championship level team. Um, what it takes every day. And if they think it's hard now, what do you think it will be like?" when we're trying to get to the finals. You know, there were quite there were no expectations last year. Everyone played free and easy. Everyone surpassed whatever they expected for themselves. This year, we all have high expectations. The players, the coaches, everyone. And that's good, but we aren't doing it yet. We can get there. We've got to get better. I've got to get better. We need to win these games on the road. That's on me as a leader. I need to be a better leader and to help get us there. Um, So what do you feel about uh, his comments towards his teammates? And do you feel that it was right to criticize his teammates? You know, I kind of see a Kyrie who is definitely built from that Mamba cloth. um, And I see a Kyrie who, um, you know, is a finals MVP. I was about to say finals MVP. um, Is an NBA finals, um, you know, champion. um, Some guy who wanted his own team. um, And he's just learning how to be a leader right now. And I think, you know, you either, I feel like you either a born a leader or you become a leader, you know, through trial and error and I feel like right now he's trying to really learn how to become a leader right now, so it's gonna be difficulties, you know, trying to get everyone locked in, like I told you, um, with these players emerging now and everyone's trying to find their own role, um, but how do you feel about his comments and do you think he was right to criticize his teammates?
1: Kyrie, you wanna be the what? You want to be the star player. <laughs> Shout out to Supreme Dreams and the whole team over there. Um, I think I think he said right. I think if you want to motivate some people, sometimes you have to be the, the figurehead of your team, and uh, you got to take hold. That's what he wanted. He wanted to be the star player. He wanted to be the guy. And those comments, you have to make those comments when you're being the guy. When you know when you lose, hopefully, the, the, all the all the stuff is gonna you know is gonna point to you. And when you win. Thankfully, it's all going to like, all right, Ky- Kyrie's the leader of this team. But when you lose, it's going to be the same thing. So he has to motivate his teammates. He has to make sure that they're ready when it comes and they're playing deep in the Eastern Conference, possibly the finals. Uh, and I, I just reminded of a time, you know, back when Jordan took those few years off of basketball and who was it? Scottie Pimpin. And he was on the team and Scottie Pimpin didn't realize how much of a weight was on Jordan's shoulder to be answering questions and interviews (laughs) after practice, to have to be around, have to get the guys to come on. And all, all the extracurricular stuff that came with just being a leader in the NBA. Now Kyrie's feeling that, you know, Kyrie's feeling all that. You have to, the minimum is play your game, be a superstar with being a star player. The minimum is being a super bar, superstar. And then after all that, you have to get the young guys in line. You have to make sure everybody's doing their job. You have to address the media. You have to have these quotes where it's like, yo, I don't know we're ready for this moment yet, but we're, we're going to. LeBron, it seems like people take him for granted, but it seems like LeBron has just been bred for this stuff. You know, he had he was on a Cleveland team when it was just, kind of just, just him. Just him as a young guy. Then he, slowly and surely he, he became a leader and throughout the decade, last decade, we've taken it for granted. LeBron's just been a, a leader. He's had every base cover in a lot of ways. And when you're playing with that kind of leader, sometimes you take that for granted and you're like, all right, I need my own team. And Kyrie's seeing all this right now, right in front of him. He's like, y'all want a championship? Bad. Like, we have to, we have to get better rather than get worse. And what's better is getting to the finals this year and hopefully winning the finals. So Kyrie understands that he has a sense of urgency with it and t- to be that mamba, to be that killer, to be that leader, you got to call your teammates out and if they're not with you, they got to, you know, there's enough players in Boston for them to be winning without, you know, without playing every single person. There's there's plenty of superstars. You just got to find the right rotation and the right people playing well. So I I'm all, all for Kyrie saying what he's saying, uh taking the mantle like he's trying to take the mantle and doing what he's doing cuz ultimately that's what he was asking for when he wanted to trade out of Cleveland. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, and you know, I think they're going to find a way to
0: get things together. Only thing I'm concerned about is where they're going to end up seeding wise. Cause like I told you before right now, um, it seems like the one and two spot are pretty, you know, locked up, uh, with Toronto, Milwaukee, Indiana, um, People still are sleeping on Indiana. And obviously Jimmy Butler got um, acquired via trade to 76ers. Ben Simmons has been playing a lot lot much better too um, as well too. So with the Celtics, I think the biggest thing going into the playoffs is can you guys win on the road? If they can't win on the road, and let's say right now they're currently at the fifth seed, you got to play Indiana or you got to play Philly right now and what if you play Philly game seven in Philadelphia? Do you they could they could might they might as well they could get bumped out of the first round? It's really crazy. So with them, I think the biggest thing is being locked in together, putting your pride aside, playing as a team and going out there and trying to get these wins. Like Kyrie said, you know, there's we we gotta come together, you know what I'm saying? So um, I think now is now is the time right now. Um, do you think do you think this makes them stronger um, or do you think this, you know, can cause, you know, a rift in the locker room?
1: Um, I'm I'm hoping it's going to make them stronger. Uh, Right now, let's hope it makes them stronger because there's an urgency that's coming with the All-Star break. We know teams turn up after the All-Star break because it's it's a a stretch of basketball where you have to win games where each game is valuable per se. And that's not not saying what's going to happen after the season, you know, Terry Rozier might want to get paid. Jason Tatum knows that he's kind of an expendable asset when it comes to maybe somebody sh- shipping him for Anthony Davis and stuff like that. Jalen Brown knows he can he can ball. He can be a dog somewhere. Gordon Hayward he wanted to come over. He wanted to win for one, but you know coming back off an of injury and other other circumstances, he he's not where he wants to be as a player right now. And I'm I'm. That's mainly because of the injury. But two, it's a deep team. So he's not going to get all the minutes if he doesn't start to produce. And if they're successful right now, he might not get those minutes back ever because, you know, oh, we're successful. Gordon Hayward was playing limited minutes, so he's going to be a bench player for us for the rest of this term here. And, uh, again, I think it could could really bind them together right now. The two things is, one, young leadership, and two, what might happen after the season to the Celtics. I think Brad Stevenson and company have a good – uh, core of leadership going on over there and they can keep it together enough to win. You know, maybe win the championship. I don't know. You, you never know. You're going up against the Wild Wild West. But I think they can keep it together right now and going into, like, the end of the season and then in the offseason, they'll figure it out then. But I think they're all right. For sure.
0: Do you think Gordon is going to be good come playoff time?
1: I think he'll be better, uh, good enough to... Overcome a, a seating matchup that they didn't want to have. Other than a few a few tray balls here and there, I'm not completely sure. I think we could probably stretch the floor, and it would help them plan plan. Maybe a Milwaukee who's such a long team, or or maybe a, a 76er team that might not be totally together and on the same page. But I don't think he's gonna like push them super over the edge where it's like, all right, the Celtics can just get into the playoffs and play anybody. I don't think that's going to work like that. I think Gordon Hayward has has to like get into next season and, you know, see himself develop and be that superstar he once was. Luckily they
0: have Kyrie and playoff Kyrie is a savage. And, you know, obviously in the playoffs the game slows down. So if they're on the road, even if they're on the road and it's five, six minutes to go when it's a one-two possession game, who else do you, who else do you trust more than Kyrie?
1: Nobody on the Celtics.
0: (laughs) Kyrie, you want to be the what? (laughs) And it's crazy because um, last week, Wednesday, they actually played uh, Toronto in Boston. Pretty good game. Kyrie went insane. Had a career high, I think, 18 assists. Um, So we... Saw his full talent on this plate. Obviously, went for a plus thirty points, um, but it was good to see him get his teammates involved, and that was kind of a new um, dynamic that I, you know, saw in Kyrie. So uh, that was pretty good to, you know, make sure he got everyone involved, and then he decided to get his buckets in the second half. So that was pretty cool. But what was crazy was after the game. Um, I believe he called LeBron James, out of all people. And if you guys remember, the Lakers just came from playing Cleveland in L.A. So who's still in Cleveland? Kevin Love. And Kevin Love and, and LeBron James were actually at dinner when Kyrie called him. And I can just picture LeBron like going like... <laughs> Yo, 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 Kev, like, like, look who called me. What does what does dude want? What he want, man? Probably put him on speaker and anything. <laughs> he just Damn, yeah, put him on speaker, had him on mute and all that. Uh, but apparently, Kyrie just apologized uh, for basically kind of being like a like a little brat. Because um, when you think about it, when you're young and you know you're you're not you're young. You know, first of all, he's the number one pick coming out of Duke. Um, he was already a starter for the All Star team. Um, I think he made all second or third team at one point. Um, basically, Cleveland was his team, um, so he re-upped with them, signed a five year, ninety million dollar contract. Had no anticipations of LeBron leaving Miami to come back. So in, in his head, is like, "Yo, this is my. I have the keys um, to this team. I am the face of this franchise." Then you have LeBron James coming over, um, and you know they kind of had you know some ups and downs, but um, Kyrie was just things came full circle for Kyrie and he was like, "Yo, I finally understand now like what you were what you meant when you told me all these things as far as like putting your pride aside and realizing what the greater cause is to win for this championship." So, hopefully this helps the Celtics as well too moving forward. Um and I hope that I, ho- I hope I hope that I hope I hope they can, you know, reap the benefits of that. How do you feel about that whole conversation? Do you think it was a bad look for Kyrie to call him? I don't think it was a bad look, but a lot of people been saying like it was kind of weak of him. But no, that's just you being mature, you being a grown-up and just owning up to your mistakes, you know?
1: You're supposed to put your pride aside and ride for me. I guess it wasn't time. Because you went and chose a side that wasn't mine. Shout out to Six Guys. Shout out to Drake. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 off the, Off the games. Off the games. Um, it's big time to, to admit that, hey, uh I you know, I was young, you know. Everybody's young, you know, young and not ready sometimes, even though you think you're young and ready. And uh with great power comes great respons- responsibility. <laughs> no one cared who I was before I put the mask on. Um yeah, so he he had to realize that, and he's he's in he's in the midst of it now, and it's just like uh uh, it's like you know I'm am an older brother, you know. Younger brothers ask a lot. They see they see us doing a lot. No matter what what your gap is between you know the the, the age difference, but they say it's like hey, I want to do what Trey's doing, or I want to do you know, and it's like. Nah, bro, you can't you can't be out here like this, cause you you're not ready for that. You know, it's like, yo, why does why does Trey get to be out till twelve o'clock, and I gotta be in the house by the time the streetlights come on at six o'clock. It's like nah, you're not ready for that, young boy. Like I know you asking for a lot, but you know this is time, this is experience. I know what's going on out here. <laughs> for one, you can't drive or this that and the third. You know you can't maneuver how I maneuver, and you're not doing the things I'm doing. You know you're not staying up late night, washing the dishes, uh, getting the floor, picking up. You know, your room not even clean. You know what I'm saying? LeBron was pretty much telling Kyrie, yo, your room not even clean. How you gonna even try to like be out? You know with me all times time night, and you know. Your room not even clean. You trying to ask mom for more responsibilities down the third. And you know, he gave him, he gave him the keys to the whip. And he's like, all right, since you got the keys to the whip now, you gotta clean, you gotta do my chores, you gotta do all that stuff. And Kyrie's like, what? You got chores? What? You got I gotta what? I gotta do what? And he's like, yo, I'm sorry, bro. You take these keys back one time. Not take the keys back per se, but he was just like, yo, like, I realized that, you know, this all this extra stuff, all this. Stuff that, that that is outside of the realm, but just playing basketball is 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 totally different than what I thought it was. You know, I thought, I thought leading was just me playing, was just me being great, and people saying, "Oh, I we won this game because of me." No, nah, it's me saying, "Yo, you get in line, you get in line, you get in line." It's me having to play basketball. It's me having to lead on the court, it's off the court after practice. It's it's, it's, a, it's a whole. It's a whole different assignment, you know, than just coming to practice being an all-star. It's coming to practice being an all-star and doing everything after the fact too. So I think Kyrie felt it a little bit, or a lot of it, probably now, knowing that he has to, you know, overcome what happened last season uh, because he wasn't there. And this, this is this is his first rodeo going deep into the to the conference would be right with the Celtics, correct? So. You know, Kyrie's like, yo, this has to be great. You know, when you're talking to your mom and, uh, you know, you got people coming over. She got friends coming over. She's trying to clean the house and stuff like that. Kyrie's trying to clean the house, trying to get everything together. Like, yo, (laughs) put your shoes up. Get this. We go mow the yard. He's like, he's trying to get his people together because he got people coming over and he wants to be the best host he can be. And him being the best host he can be means him getting to the finals and having a chance to win the finals. Simple as that.
0: I agree. I like that.
1: Moving on. Boogie?
0: Boogie? You talking about a dude that tore his Achilles last year? You talking about a dude that always get those texts? You talking about a dude who's a bully? (laughs) Yes, ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Cousins returned after nearly a year. I believe he got injured in 2018, January the 26th, against the Rockets um and he made his debut this past friday january the 18th um um, he made his return to starting lineup you know uh that you said you said a little earlier the infinity stone the last stone was put into steve kerr's hands um and now that he's in the starting lineup that means that for the second time in nba history there's going to be five all-stars on the floor at one time which is crazy but boogie boogie played well man um In just 15 minutes of action, you know, he scored uh, 14 points, had six rebounds, three assists, splashed three threes, um, and he ended up fouling out. Um, But he looked amazing. Um, I remember the first basket he actually scored was um, a nice little uh, pick and roll with KD at the top of the right wing, um, and he had a monster slam, so... That gave me confidence that his, uh, you know, his foot was 100%. The crowd went fucking crazy. Um, But Boogie is just going to add a new dynamic to this Golden State team. You know, he's a true stretch five um, who is going to give you a guaranteed 12 rebounds. Um, I think he's an amazing passer. Um, We thought Jokic was a good passer, Boogie's a great passer as well, too. Um, And just him being a bully on the block, you know, that gives a whole new look to them. They can actually play off of him. Um, And now with this big body, I think one of the biggest uh, assets for him is going to be his screening. Um, He's going to be so much more effective, um, and he's going to get Clay Steph, um... (laughs) KD, even more open shots. So, um, and one thing about him I didn't realize is, and I was telling you this before um, we, you know, started recording this, he's kind of quick for his size. Yeah. Um, and the biggest thing with them, they're like, oh, yeah, the Warriors play very pa- fast paced. How is he going to be able to keep up? I'm like, dude, did y'all not see in the past they had Andrew Bogut and still played at one of the fastest pace in the NBA? Like, what are you talking about? That's had Zaza yeah. Um, So, an upgrade with Boogie is going to make a huge difference. But I didn't know. Um, he can roam the floor. He can he can actually put the ball on the floor and make plays for everybody running the fast break as well, too. So that's another, you know, dynamic as well, too. And I like this um, for the Golden State Warriors because, you know, they had a lot of drama going on with the, you know, Draymond and, uh, you know, Kevin Durant beef. Klay um, Thompson was in the shooting slump. People saying Iggy and, and um, um, what's his name? Sean Livingston are past their prime. Um, you know, the you know, the Steph Curry injury that happened, just a lot of things have been happening to Warriors and uh they definitely looked very vulnerable. They looked a little bit more beatable this time around. You know, you had Toronto for sake, you know, beating them twice. Um you had this is probably the most loss they've had, you know. Going in, this is probably the most loss they had, you know, up to up to date, you know, within these last um, couple years of the championship run. But um, Boogie just adds, you know, more depth to them as well, too. And I think this helps with Golden State because, like they say, you know, when you've been. Going to the championship year after year after year, you have to find new ways to motivate yourself. So um, implementing uh, Boogie back to the starting lineup, Boogie back into that rotation, I think that's going to give them that extra oomph they need. Um, And now they go from a vulnerable team to an invincible team. Um, So what are your thoughts on Boogie coming back and uh, what do you expect for the Warriors? Are they um, flat out the favorites now?
1: Man, this is so scary because, again, he's an all-star. And I I knew – more than most people, that boogie he he, he could boogie, you know. He's a he's a he's a big dude, but at the same time, he, he's nimble in a lot of ways. He she showed flashes of this when he was in um not even flashes, he was doing this stuff when he was in New Orleans, um, playing off of Anthony Davis and whatnot. You know, he was kind of stretching the floor a little bit, being out there. We know Anthony Davis is more to stretch, but you know, when Boogie just felt like it, he was out there on the perimeter doing whatever he felt like doing and for the rest of the league is again real real scary hours real at this point. Spooky. R- spooky. Only thing is going to save us is James Harden not choking in the Western Conference Finals and Chris Paul not getting hurt for a third straight year in a row. Somehow somebody 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 call Chris. Somebody find Chris. Somebody find Chris. But um yeah I just don't see anybody giving the Lake—not Lakers, sorry—not <laughs> Lakers—but giving the the Warriors too much of a challenge at this point. It's it's astonishing. They're they're deep. They can shoot threes. A lot of a lot of the team can sh- let that thing fly. And the spacing is ridiculous. You know, I, and I, like we were talking about in the cars, like if you had the matchup with somebody, uh, who on that team would you let score thirty plus points? <laughs> And then maybe an Iggy, maybe a Draymond, but they're, they're deep enough with enough all stars, enough talent to, to get pick and rolls, to get mismatches. And it's just, it's a, it's a nightmare to think about coaching. And it's definitely a nightmare when you know you have might be a weak link on on defense at the time. And then you get that switch, and then it's like, dang, like, what do I do? So they're gonna put people in foul trouble, all that stuff, like, all that stuff. Uh, seg- not segue, but you know, we look a little bit back to the past conversation. Uh, maybe if they match up with Boston. Kyrie can put pressure on Seth Curry. Uh, possibly some foul trouble. Uh, you can get some switches. Attack Boogie a little bit here and there. Al Horford's a good defender. You got long people like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum that can that can match up pretty well. Possibly, but you still have KD out there, and it's just it's not it's not a road you really want to go down. Is it a challenge? Yes. It's it's not something. It's not it's not a road you want to go down at all. Being a coach, having to be like, all right, who who do we let score 40 tonight or what do we take away? Because when you take away something, you have to give up something as well. Uh, I don't see anybody really messing with the Warriors coming out of this. Uh, the Warriors could beat themselves possibly being unmotivated or, or, you know, breaking down somehow or some way or maybe an injury. Other than that, it's going to be real scary hours, real scary hours. Yeah, it's
0: gonna be crazy, man. Um, do you think they have the number one seed as far as the Western Conference stamped? Stamped, stamped. Um, but yeah, biggest threat. You it's gotta be Toronto or the Celtics. I just like Toronto for their size as far as their bigs with uh, Jonas Valanciunas, Serge Ibaka, and Greg Monroe um, that can make boogie work. And Valanciunas, you know, he doesn't play that many minutes, but whenever he plays. He can legit on any given night give you 20 points a night. Um, so hopefully he can, you know, do a little bit of damage, you know, get boogie and foul trouble. Um, but, I mean, we're going to see. It's going to be interesting. But um, by the looks of it right now, if I had a bet, <clears throat> they're probably going to more than likely win the finals.
1: Uh, do you think there's any fruit or any, uh, any, any truth in all that there could be a Milwaukee Golden State Finals? Nah, uh,
0: I have, uh, it, just watching, I don't mean to go off topic a little bit, but just watching, I mean, it's not really going off topic, because we're talking about who can beat the Warriors, who can challenge the Warriors, just seeing Milwaukee play, <clears throat> when the game slows down, I don't. I haven't really seen Giannis like, take over like that, it's been more of a collective um, thing with that team, but... I have to see what Giannis... I, I got to see what Giannis can do. He hasn't even got out the first round yet. I mean, I know they. I know he did get better. Um, they truly built the team around him with a lot of shooting. Um, they have a lot of depth now, and they have... Which is probably the biggest addition in their coach, getting coach Boonehoser. I just have to see because in a seven-game series, I'm still favoring that star power with the 76ers. I'm still favoring the depth with the Toronto Raptors, and I think the you know Celtics are going to get together. I mean, going to get their act together... And people are sleeping on the uh, paces as well, too, but I think it really honestly just depends on seeding. Um, if they can get that number one seed and um, avoid playing, you know, If they can get the number one seed, then maybe. But I just have to see, because it's going to be interesting. Um, It really just depends on seeding, because the second round, they can either match up with Boston, they can either match up with um, either. More than likely, they're either going to match up with Boston or going to match up uh, with the 76ers. But it's going to be tough, man. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think I would really be gunning for that Milwaukee 76ers matchup if I was Milwaukee. Um, A team that hasn't been playing together as long. Uh, You know, they got... Embiid that you could maybe match up pretty well with, um, not Embiid, but Simmons, and they have Embiid too. Mm-hmm. You know, B might be the X factor there. Uh, Jimmy Butler, you have to find somebody that <laughs> wants to guard Jimmy Butler on that team. I think you can find somebody, or maybe guard Jimmy Butler by community, But if I'm Milwaukee, I would definitely gun for the Sixers and not the not the Celtics. So we'll see what happens. Again, it was just a a, a thrown out there scenario. The Milwaukee definitely has their work cut out for them if they want to get to the finals because, again, these are proven teams. They're proven guys with Kawhi in Toronto, Kyrie in the Celtics, resurgent, um, and the 76ers that are playing decent basketball and uh, renewed basketball with Jimmy Butler at the helm.
0: I just feel like obviously they have emerged, but I just feel like experience is going to take over in the playoffs. Like you said, Toronto, um, they've been tested. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals a few times. And with the addition with this um, championship pedigree and Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard, with people who have actually been to the finals numerous times, and you have a finals MVP, and then you have Kyrie, who's been with LeBron in the trenches, who've been to three straight finals with LeBron. Um, Was it four? No, he didn't play. Like, he went to the finals the first year, then he messed up his knee in overtime. So three straight, um, two straight, actually, right? Two straight, because yeah, he won't be there last year. So um, I think that's going to pay off. So we're definitely going to see. It's just going to be something uh, where we just actually have to watch it unfold. So it's going to be interesting. <coughs> Moving on. Carmelo and Daddy. Have, rumor has just... Well, news has just broke out that, uh, first and foremost, I didn't even know, technically speaking, that Melo was still a part of Houston. Um, apparently, I got a, a tweet from uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, the hood woach, um, that this guy is about to get traded to the Chicago Bulls out of all teams um, for cash considerations. I didn't really go too much in depth or, <coughs> or look too much in depth on who he got traded for. Um, But now they're saying, you know, um, it won't take effect until tomorrow because it is a holiday today. Um, But they're saying once he gets traded to the Bulls, he won't even play a game for the Bulls. He's more than likely going to be released and become a free agent if he clears waivers. So um, my question for you is, Mello's 34. um, He's had this reputation from the greater good saying that he's a cancer, um, and he's kind of egotistical in the sense that he doesn't want to um, accept being a role player anymore. Um, didn't really work out uh, in OKC, and it sure as hell didn't work out in Houston. Um, Where do you think he's going to go? Because knowing Melo, knowing you're 34 years old, obviously he's already stamped in being the first ballot Hall of Famer um, with what he's accomplished um, on the court and off the court as well too. But it's like at this age, do you want to play just to play or do you want to go to a contending team and actually – you're not obviously going to get – those minutes you want, you're not more than likely going to be a starter, but you can still have an impact coming off the bench. What do you think his mindset is right now? And if you're him, where are you going? You know what I'm saying? Where are you going to go?
1: Um, Yo, Magic, <laughs> what's it going to hurt to uh, throw Melo a little change and, you know, let him, let him ball out for a few weeks to a month or so? Um, you know, it's a little temporary fix. You know, you might not – the under court, when it comes to like deep playoff time, whatever like that, they have a good little. uh I think the Lakers, when they beat <laughs> Golden State a few weeks ago, and the way they were moving the ball then it's the way they have to play if they're going to be a good team moving forward in this league and having that core. And, and I, I'm pretty sh- positive they're not going to have that core next year because they're going to make a lot of big moves and get people in there that want to be in there and uh, move players out that might not be they might not see going forward with the team, but. There's no LeBron. Rondo just got clear. Lonzo might be out for the next month or so. Uh, and that's excusing like, the All-Star break, too. Um, what's, what's it going to hurt to have Melo on the team? It gives LeBron some more time to come back. Definitely, if maybe Le- maybe the, the worst thing that could happen, and this is a good thing, but the worst thing that could happen was Melo just starts the ball. You know, he kind of finds a little niche in there, and he's giving you an extra 15 points you didn't have. He's stretching the floor a little bit. You have, you have some sitters you can bring up, too. Uh, and, you know, you can't cater to what what <laughs> the idea of Melo is, which is maybe selfishness, maybe a ball hog, maybe like a, a stoppage of a ball. You just have to say, hey, we need you to do this for this amount of time, and then we're going to reevaluate, you know, your role with this team when it comes down and we get everybody else back. Because he could still come off the bench and be a stretch player, and it'd be all good. And, again, you're in L.A. You're in L.A. Melo loves the big city. He, he he stayed in in New York for that reason. Got until a crib it, in LA too. yeah, until it all went wrong. So wh- what's the point? What's 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 going to hurt to sign Melo, and you, you have you know people dropping like flies over there in L.A. I think it might be a good move.
0: So how many minutes are you going to see if he goes to L.A.? Because keep in mind, obviously Lonzo is hurt. Um, LeBron is working his injury comeback. back, Ron is about to come back But the whole purpose of this whole Lakers experiment At least for this year is to develop your young Asset, your young talent So do you think when he goes there He's actually going to get minutes, is he going to take away From the uh, player development With these players
1: um, I think it's a double-edged sword Because, <coughs> alright, if it's an experiment What do you really want out of the experiment Do you want the opportunity to get to the to the playoffs Because I think Melo could give you an opportunity To get to the playoffs and, and be cleanly, like, over the fence and, and to the, into the playoff <coughs> field rather than just be, like, you know, a few games towards the end of the season. Also, uh, I think at this point, it's, it's, it's been it's been this long. You have to have enough data and enough, you know, uh, you have to have seen enough from your players and known what you're going to do, what kind of moves you're going to make. Maybe not to the T as far as, like, who we're going to trade here and there, but you have to know what these players are about at this point. Ingram, Lonzo, Hart, you know, that didn't, I think they just said Hart was not going to be tradable. Uh, Lonzo, maybe not, too. So I think we've seen enough as far as this little benchmark, as far as the young players. And I think they can use the mellow.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I just saw um, Bleacher Report is so petty sometimes. <laughs> they said, which mellow was better, Atlanta mellow or Chicago mellow. It's crazy to think that when Melo um, finished his initial contract um, the, from the Knicks, when he got traded from um, Denver to the Knicks, his contract was up. He could have played with D Rose yeah. and Prime Joe Kim Noah, but he decided to get that money. Um, it's just crazy how he always picked pick money, pick money over winning championships potentially. Um, So it's just crazy to think that. And it's also crazy that he was supposed to actually be that third person instead of Chris Bosh on the Miami Heat team. So, Melo, I'm rooting for you. Still one of my favorite players of all time. So hopefully, um, you know, you can make some noise happen. Um, Is it kind of disrespectful to... I've heard some people saying, you know, he may be better off playing overseas at this point. How you feel about that? Don't do
1: that. Don't do that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> he's not for McFaday. He's not Stephon Marbury. This is Melo, arguably the greatest Olympic basketball player of all time. Uh, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth.
0: Watch your mouth, people. Watch your mouth. Um, what's pretty cool, too, is uh, there's been some other news that uh, the reps and fans are going to interact with one another. And when I say that, um, NBA referees will now answer questions about calls in real time over Twitter in a selection of games for the rest of the season, um, starting with this week's game um, tonight with Golden State versus the Lakers game on TNT, and Wednesday with the Spurs at uh, 76ers game on ESPN. So fans, which is pretty cool, can now tweet – at official NBA refs or use a hashtag nba um use a hashtag ref watch party to get responses from officials who are watching the game um and my question to you is do you like or love this approach um i think it's pretty good uh you know i think um you know just interactions with um you know the fans and um, NBA officials i think that's um, another positive step in the direction i think that promotes the brand even more as well too um but my thing is is like are they just going to give you feedback on a call from their point of view? Um, or, you know, are we going to get into something in the future where, you know, if it's a super controversial call that, you know, can determine the outcome of a game, are they going to look to... Twitter as an insight where you just can essentially, like, have a poll on saying, yo, was this a foul, it was was it not, was this a travel, was it not? I kind of like that approach as far as, like, the majority voting on something. But it seems like to me they're just going to be interacting and giving feedback on, oh, why why this was a call or why this and this happened. Um, but what are your thoughts on all that? Uh,
1: I don't think we should, like, go to, like, was this a foul or is this not a foul? A poll kind of thing, because that that really turns the whole NBA into American Idol real fast. You know, you know whichever team has the most view- viewers that night is gonna get the call. You know, like, kind of sorta. And
0: sorry for you out. It just kind of blows me sometimes because, for example, when the Rockets um, beat the Warriors, the Rockets almost lost that game because KD was clearly out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> And from him going out of bounds, he passed the ball to Steph Curry for mid-range two, um, I think, to put the Rockets um, down to So instances like that, it would be kind of cool for them to replay that and um, get the fans you know, to vote on if that was the right call or not. But
1: anyways, continue. Uh, well, see, well, <laughs> me and my 30 million followers in Oakland are going to vote and say, Katie was in bounds. Simple as... <laughs> <than>, nah. <laughs> but... But what I'm really thinking about some of this stuff is uh, I think the NBA knows what it's doing when it says, that hey, we're going to give the, uh, you, the viewers the opportunity to tweet with the refs because the power of like, the internet and Twitter and just the, the the smart, witty comebacks and, you know, the internet's unforgiving. And something that somebody says to somebody is going to go crazy. Like, it's just going to blow up. And, you know, when that blows up, whether it's good or bad sometimes, you know, these refs are trained and trained and trained to hopefully make the best calls they can, and they're human. But it's going to blow up. And you know who's going to be on the back – not the back end, but the front end of that, who's going to be getting all the, the looks from that and the and the media from that? It's going to be the NBA. The NBA is going to be tw- tw- trending on Twitter every game, whether it's because of the game or just because of a specific call within the match or, or the game per se. And it's gonna be trending even more. So you, you you gotta you gotta give it up to the to the NBA just for saying, hey, we're gonna throw this this stone into the pond with what is the the, the uh, reps and the fans and the power of Twitter and the internet, and we're gonna see what happens. And you know, whatever blows up from it, the NBA is gonna be like, hey, well, we started that, we did this, good or bad. But at the same time, the attention all goes back to the NBA. So shout out to whatever media marketer idea that was. I don't. I don't think as a ref I would want to do that or have to answer to Twitter because Twitter is ruthless. But, but I think it's it's good. It's good media. It's good exposure.
0: For sure. Um, yeah, I agree with you. So. Uh, we'll see, you know, like I said, <clears throat> they're going to do this, I think, about twice a week as well, too, with selected games, so um, I might have to tune into that tonight or uh, when my Spurs play, so it's going to be interesting to see how that, how that goes. Um, when Is Greg last- Pop coming back? Huh?
1: Is Greg Pop coming back next
0: year? Yeah, he's coming back. Okay. All right. Why not? You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm surprised. Um he's tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did sign a, like, four-year extension uh, with the anticipation of having Kawhi there um, as well, too. But I think I think he needs basketball right now. You know, obviously, uh, with his wife, you know, passing away as well, too, I think, uh, with the Spurs organization, they're very well-knit, uh, very close, um, closest thing to his family. So um, I'll probably keep coach for a couple more years. And um, I'm not even going to lie, like, <clears throat> diehard Spurs fan, um, obviously, we did get DeMar DeRozan this year. Um, but I just thought that we weren't going to be good enough to make the playoffs. Um mm. And, yeah, they've been playing well this year. They're they're definitely bound to make the playoffs as well, too. And a lot of people have been sleeping on the Spurs, but I, I like how they're looking. are um, six, the six in the West right now. Six What's their West. record right now?
1: 26
0: and 21. 26 and 21. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge has been playing well. DeMar Rosen has been playing great as well, too. And one thing about DeMar Rosen I know this year is he's a hell of a playmaker. Um I've I've slept on him a lot too, but you know, getting to see him in the white and uh black uniform has been pretty cool. And um I like our young town as well, too. And you know, um the future's looking bright yet again. Um, and
1: Murray, well, he's out with us yeah,
0: he's coming yeah. back next year. But cool. Forbes is tough. I like Forbes a lot too, and I like um I forgot his name, white
1: skinned dude. Uh.
0: But he he's a walking bucket as well too, um, is what I want to say. So um, I like the organization and and you know would you possibly give him coach of the year? He's definitely in consideration because um, that could go to the Nuggets the Nuggets head coach, um, that could go to Toronto's head coach, that could go to Milwaukee's head coach, that could go to the Pacers head coach. Um, you can even you can even even argue Billy Donovan as well too. So um, don't sleep on Coach Pop man.
1: Uh, I think he's gonna go to like the prettiest situation. So, Coach Pop and the Spurs are never anything super pretty, but they get the job every time. So, whether Coach Pop is Coach of the Year or not, because we know he might be the best coach in basketball currently, but he's not going to be Coach of the Year. It's probably going to go to like the Nuggets or maybe like a Billy Donovan or maybe Milwaukee. Or I'll probably like give that. it to Milwaukee, honestly. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've always loved Hosen, and it's crazy too. Like obviously, Billy Donovan, Billy, <coughs> Billy Donovan's doing a hell of a job. But at first, I kind of wanted Billy Diamond fired because I'm like, "Yo, ain't no way you have three All Stars on Melo, um, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook, and you know you got Aquaman right there in the center." you guys are getting bumped out the first round. Like, come on, bro. Um, But I really like Buda and I like what he did with the pieces that he had in Atlanta to get them to win 50 plus games, have them um, have four All-Stars go to, uh, you know, the All-Star game was pretty cool. So with the best time he's probably ever had, um, and he came from Coach Pop, um, you know, I think he's got it this year, And Right now, Milwaukee's standing number one in the East right now, so I definitely think he's gonna win Coach of the Year. Who's your MVP right now? I think James Harden has that locked the f- up right now. Um, just because I feel like the NBA just loves narratives um, as of late with these, you know, MVPs. Um, and when I say narratives, you know, this year I think James Harden can make a case because obviously last year they're the best team in the NBA. Um, numbers don't lie. But this year, you know, they lost their defensive coordinator who they just got back not too long ago. Um, and then you know they added Melo, they you know subtracted Trevor Reason and Bamute. so you lost your um, wing defenders as well too. And then Chris Pound go Chris, I said Chris Brown, Chris Paul goes down this year. Clint Capella um, broke his hand, I believe. Eric Gordon is in and out of the lineup right now. Um, and right and, and in the beginning of the season, they they kind of look washed up. Um, they were 14th at one point in the Western Conference and they clawed their way back and what what, what seed are they right now? They are in
1: the 5th seed.
0: They're in the 5th seed right now, 15. 26 and 19 right yeah. now. Um and I don't know when Chris Paul's coming back, but James Harden like what he's had to do for this team, um literally his usage rate is at an all-time high going for back-to-back 50-point nights. I think um I think in the span of games he's surpassed Kobe, right? What what was that stat with Kobe? I can't really remember that stat.
1: You know better than me, bro. You know
0: better than me. I don't remember the stat, but Homie's just been hooping lately. Um so who who would, who would be your uh if the season ended today, who would be uh your MVP?
1: Luka Donick. <laughs> no. Nah, uh, shout out Luka uh doing crazy rookie numbers, but you can't deny the greatness of James Harden right now. I totally agree with you. Um other, other than the fact that is he going to help his team score 50 points like that when it comes to the playoff time? and You have Chris Paul back, you have Capella, Capella back. Is it going to mesh well, or is he still going to be unconscious and only know how to blend with the team when he's scoring 50-plus points? you know But I think he's an all-star player. I think that part of him being in the MVP race and being an MVP means that we, you know when he gets those other good players back, it's going to help his team get over the hump hopefully he can still play with them and still capitalize and still win. So, uh, you know, James Harden in a runaway, easy.
0: Fear the beard, ladies and gentlemen, fear the beard. Uh, Last thing I want to talk about today as far as topics go, um, all-star voting. So the NBA all-star game is set to take place on February 17th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, And I kind of wanted to (coughs) go to the all-star game. Um, I checked the tickets, and they're kind of out of my price range right now, Um, so I'll definitely be watching that, uh, you know, in probably my clubhouse room or something like that. Or, you know, I could plan a weekend, you know, even if I'm not there, I could still, you know, tour the city and whatnot. You know, I got some fam out there, so why not? Um, But anyways, polls came back in. I mean, the third set of votes came back in. and it's, it's crazy as far as like the top vote getters for the West front court. You got LeBron James obviously leading the whole pack with 3.7 million votes. Luka Donnage has 3.3 million votes. Paul George has 2.5 million votes. And then Katie's in fourth for front court with 2.4 million votes. Uh, with the West back court, you got Steph Curry leading the way with 2.9 million votes. D. Rose with 2.7 million votes, and Harden with th- 2.3 million votes, which is surprising as well, too. Then with the east front court, Giannis, 3.6 million votes, second behind LeBron James. Kawhi, 2.8 million votes, and B, 2.2 million votes. Then the east back court, you have Kyrie at 3.1 million votes, Wade at 1.7 million votes, Kemba at 1.1 million votes. So uh, to my knowledge, I think the fans get 50% of the votes and then the media and the players are um you know have 25 percent each um do you think that the media and players are going to vote let's say for Luka donage to be in this in the starting lineup um do you think they're going to take d rose over harden um and and do you think with wade's farewell tour he's having this year do you think he's going to be a star as well too
1: <laughs> I think uh, Luca Donick could be voted in, possibly, maybe not in the starting lineup. I, I'm not feeling that. D Rose, I
0: think he deserves it this year.
1: D Rose, hey, yeah, give it up for my man D Rose. He's doing, he's going crazy. Um, healthy D Rose is a healthy planet Earth at all times. Um, and D Wade, it's just for a well tour. I think we just want to see him in the All Star game playing and and going crazy and having fun down there, basically. So with, with all that, that that being said, I think I think it'll pan out how it should pan out. I don't think they're going to give it right to Luca. I think D. Rose should be right up in there with the best of them, and D. Wade should go out there and have fun with the likes of LeBron and whoever else. It's crazy because, like <clears> – <throat> I would probably give, honestly, fans
0: at least 75% of the votes, honestly, because the All-Star – the whole purpose of the All-Star is for the fans. Um, fans are everything, in case you guys haven't noticed. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what the media thinks. I think the media has definitely bought into the whole Luka Doncic movement. Um, I would hope they <coughs> bought into D-Rose. Um, and I think players – Whenever they play D Rose, it's just that utmost respect as well too. So I don't think the players are gonna vote too much on Luca for real, for real, because he is a rookie and I think he has a lot to prove. But he he may be one of the best rookies of all time. Uh, so it's gonna be int- <coughs> it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, and like you said with Dua with the fa- the farewell tour going on, it's just out of common respect to have him in the All Star game. You know what he did for the game. Um. Is it, it truly you know goes unnoticed? So um, you know, shout out to D Wade and shout out to the All Star voting. So um, I can't wait until we get to see it televised. Um, I'm not sure. Obviously, LeBron, um, LeBron and Steph are on the same conference now, so they can't. I think they're in the same conference, so they obviously can't. Pick. And I think if you've already picked last year, I don't think you can pick again this year,
1: this is, this is fun. That would be which fun. is
0: justified as well, too. So if that were the case, I think from the West, if things were to end today, I think I think if Steph and LeBron are in the same conference and can't do it anymore, I think D. Rose would be the one Ooh. picking if the median players voted him in. Okay. Um, and I think in the East, Giannis would be the one picking. So it would be kind of cool to see that televised and see who they're picking and whatnot. So it's pretty dope as well, too. And and then obviously with the reserves, the coaches do that as well, too. So it's going to be interesting, man. But uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed uh, episode five, uh, 45, I'm sorry, of the season show, a.k.a. Martin Luther King edition, um, you know, just paying homage to that guy and homage to, you know, everyone who, who you know, was part of the movement, just trying to get equality going on in the United States and not even the United States throughout the entire world um, because you shouldn't be judged by the color of your skin. You should be judged by the character of yourself, you know what I'm saying? So... Love yourself, love everybody, promote positivity, be great, affect change, aspire to inspire before you expire. Um, And
1: I hope you guys enjoyed this fun filled episode. Anything you got to say, Trey? The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. A, pressure busts pipes, but pressure also makes diamonds. Be a diamond, baby. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) You heard it here. Be
0: a diamond, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning into episode 45 of the Caesars show. This is Sir Caesars with my guest Trey. Follow me on all forms of social media at Sir Caesars, that's S I R S E E Z U S. Available on iTunes, Podcast Connect, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Go check it out. Don't want to miss out. Bye, oh, yeah. out.